This is Church on the Rock, where Jesus is our message and people are our heart. Tune in to hear a teaching that we pray inspires and encourages your life with Christ. Hey, uh, something I'm excited about, the clock doesn't start until I start preaching, please, guys. Uh, <laughs> come on, Chad. <laughs> that was a good one. He... We set the clock uh, for a certain time because it helps me not chase every rabbit that sticks its head out of a hole, um, thinking it's the Holy Spirit, every one of them. Whoa, I get that rabbit and that rabbit and that. Next thing we know, we've been here two hours. So uh, uh, anyway, so that, that not, it's still, I haven't started the sermon yet, man. Wait a minute. I, I'm still in the intro. <laughs> but uh, hey, something else on my mind is um, God put something in my heart. For January, uh, Jan- uh, Christmas Day and Christmas and New Year's Day are on Sundays this year. Uh, we're doing our Christmas Day, as you guys know, on Saturday night. But the following Sunday, we will have church on New Year's Day here, and I believe it's going to be a great turnout on New Year's Day. But I'm going to start a series called The Great Awakening. And I felt the Lord say to get that out in the airwaves this morning. Because I want you to start preparing your hearts for 217. Uh, In the Great Awakening, uh, we're going to go, it's going to be a four-week sermon series. But guys, I'm telling you, there is a spiritual awakening if you felt dead in your spirit. There is an awakening in marriages that are dead. There are awakening in relationships that are dead. If you've got wayward children, the Lord is telling me 2017 that I'm to start this church out and, and, and work that we are going to see a great awakening. A great awakening. We're going to see a great awakening spiritually. We're going to see it personally. We're going to see it relationally. Hey, guess what? You're going to see it in your business that is seen uh, just dormant. There is going to be a great awakening. Okay, I want you to start saying that and believing it. I want you to start anticipating January. Uh, The Holy Spirit's even telling me right now that that some of you, listen, this is a word from the Lord, that some of you have, when a new year comes, your attitude was like, 217 is just probably going to be a whole lot like 15 and 16, which has been horrible. That's what I want you to change. That's what I want you to change. And I want you to start expecting and have great expectation. Here's the other reason I want you to start thinking about it. Is I'm going to call the church. Listen to this. I'm going to call us to a 21 day of prayer and fasting. 21 days. And I've already been studying fasting and and studying different kinds of fasts. And what we're going to do is we're going to put things up on the website. Some will do water for the whole fast. Others will do a Daniel fast for the whole fast. Some people may do liquids fast. Uh, we even have a workout, uh, Alex, for people that, we even have a fast for people that work out and spend a lot of time in the gym so you can continue your lifestyle, and, but, but yet have a, a fast. And even the world has found the importance of cleansing, uh, uh, of cleansing. But we're going we're gonna to have a fast. And brothers and sisters, I want you to start believing God now for what you want to see happening. How many believe without faith it's impossible to please Him? Amen? But w- w- will you all start, start now thinking about what you want to change? 
thinking about what you want 217 to be. And I want you to start getting ready for that. Now, some of you, I'm not even going to say that because words are powerful. I'm going to say this. I believe everybody's going to participate. Everybody's going to participate in some way. Amen. We're, we began a series now, Chad. <laughs> we began a series last week entitled Grace Came. Grace uh, is more than a doctrine. It's more than a theology. It's more than a belief system. I believe grace is a person. The Bible says that the law was sent through Moses, but grace and truth came, that's John 1, 17, through Jesus Christ. So I believe grace is something that comes to us. Uh, God didn't just text or send an email. He came in person to redeem the Lord, the world. And we've, we're taking for a key verse, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. It says, for unto us a child is born, a son is given to us and that's us it says the government will rest upon his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor we did that one last week mighty god everlasting father and prince of peace last week we learned as jesus that he could be a wonderful counselor because he was human he came to this earth the scripture says that he's sympathetic he's understanding he's compassionate he's in our in our skin you might say he understands uh hebrews 4 15 and 16 says he understands our weaknesses because he faced all the same things yet he didn't sin therefore we can come boldly to a throne of grace that we will receive mercy anybody ever need mercy and find grace anybody ever need grace and help us anybody ever need help anybody need help amen and help us in the time that we need it most so what we saw last week is we saw that we have a compassionate gentle kind of like a, a, a person that's been through chemotherapy and or, or, or radiation and maybe they find someone else that's been through that and they and and they go up to that person and they can say things like man I'm having radiation or I'm having chemotherapy and that person that's been through that can say oh I understand what that's like Hey, Jack, there's people that's had open-heart surgery. It's different when somebody can say, oh, I know what that's like. How did your body heal? How did things go? But I'm telling you, we have a high priest. We have a Jesus <coughs> that anything you go through, you're going to hear him say, hey, Joe and Debbie, good to see you <coughs> back from Florida. I don't know what everybody's getting all excited about Florida for. I think it's hot. I think it's dirty. And sandy <laughs> and watery what would you want Florida for <laughs> but uh, anyway he understands to where I believe when anything we say to him he'd go ah I understand that and guys here's what I like <clears throat> as you come boldly <clears throat> to a throne of grace it's not a throne of judgment it's a throne of grace <clears throat> so this week last week we unpacked uh, Jesus the wonderful counselor this week we're going to unpack what it means what it means to be called mighty God father in the name of Jesus I pray that mighty God would fill the house Lord I pray that the people of God would get in awe struck wonder of your greatness of your glory 
God, I, would, I pray that we would see you more than a big brother, than a high priest that understands. But I pray that we would see your deity today. I pray that we would see you high and lifted up and your train fill the temple. Lord, I pray that we will have a look at your sovereignty of your holiness, of your greatness, to where every knee, every heart will bow in humility and say, Mighty God, mighty God, we worship you. So number one, why can we call God a mighty God? Number one is he broke. Why mighty God? I, I, went, I started last week thinking about this because the Lord put a new sermon in my heart for this. And last week I just sat down on Monday and I said, why mighty God? Why mighty God? I understand wonderful counselor. Why mighty God? Number one, because he broke the curse of our sin nature. Brothers and sisters, if you don't understand that you are prone, you are born into you can't help it. You are going to sin. Uh, coming to God is not behavior modification. Coming to God isn't turning over a new leaf and trying to do things a little better because you're going to fail at that. Coming to Jesus Christ is when God literally breaks the sin nature. The Bible says for, for the sin of one, one man Adam caused death to rule in many. Caused death to rule, darkness, sadness, depression. But then there was one greater, God's wonderful grace and the gift of, of righteousness for all who, everybody say, receive it. We will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man. Brothers and sisters, Jesus came, Adam came, and death passed upon all men. See, there, there's two ways. It's not you're going to, uh, we're going to hell because we break the law. We're, the, people went were separated from God and in death before the law. It was because of the sin nature that was passed down through Adam. So you don't have to teach a child to do wrong. You have to teach them to do right. And some of you are wanting to do some right in your life, heaven forbid. Some of you are wanting to, 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 to do something powerful and positive with your life. The first thing that has to happen is you have to bow your knee to the person that takes the old heart out of you. Uh, it was prophesied in Ezekiel 36 that he would take the old heart of stone out of you and he would put a new heart of flesh in you. It's said in Galatians chapter 4 that when the fullness of time came that God sent forth his son born of a virgin, born under the law to redeem mankind. And then it says that God takes his spirit God, Jesus, takes his spirit and puts it inside of your heart. Hey, did you hear that? He takes his Holy Spirit. He takes his righteous spirit. He takes his perfecting spirit. He takes his wonderful spirit. And he takes the old one out of you and he puts his spirit in you. Where you can now cry, Abba, Father. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you that you cannot do it without God. You cannot break an addiction without God. You cannot break a drug addiction. You cannot break a pornography addiction. You cannot break an anger addiction. You cannot break addiction without God. You can dress it up, put makeup on it. But what we need is a heart change where we live from the inside out. It's a change in our nature. 
The Bible says in Colossians, you were dead because of sin, because of your sinful nature, but God made you alive and he forgave you all your sins. You can't break the sin nature. Look at Jeremiah 13, 23. I love this scripture. Can an Ethiopian, can an Ethiopian change the color of his skin? Can a leopard take his spots away? Neither can you just start doing good. For you have always done evil because there's a nature that's got to change. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, Romans 4, 13 says this, that the scripture says that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. The theme of the Bible, and you only see faith twice in the Old Testament, but it says the just shall live by faith. And just means justified. It just is like the courtroom of God to where the judge is on the, on the platform and he hits the gavel and says, declare not guilty. Declare not guilty of all charges. The justified, those who are declared not guilty of all charges, the only way that you can do that is through believing in Jesus Christ. There's no other way. Jesus said, I am the door of the sheepfold. You can't enter any other way. Hirelings and, and people that lie to you, they try to make windows or they try to make side doors or they try to make good works or different this practice or that practice save you. Jesus said the only thing that can save you is whosoever believes in the Son of Man might be saved. Whosoever confesses with their heart and believes, it, with, believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth the Lord Jesus, that's the person who shall be saved. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. God, guys, even if you put all of your righteous good works, um, I think it's Isaiah 64, 6. Don't look that one up because I'm, not, I'm sure, not sure, but look up filthy rags in a King James. But it even says, even our righteousness is as filthy rags compared to others, compared to God. So, so good works. And guys, there's a sin nature that's got to be dealt with. I could not live it. I, I wanted some change at a certain time in my life. So I tried to quit drinking. I tried to quit chasing the skirts. I tried to quit some of that stuff. But I couldn't because my nature was to do evil. I couldn't change my spots. I couldn't change my skin. But God can change the inside to where whether red or yellow, black or white, we're all precious in his sight. Doesn't matter if you're Jew or Gentile. Bond or free. We're all saved. And justified by the power of Jesus' name. Number two, because he wiped out. Everybody say wiped out. Why is he a mighty God? Why is he a mighty God? I like what you did, Josh. Somebody high-five your neighbor and say, because he wiped out my sin. He canceled it. He canceled it. The requirements of the law, which was against me. Listen, Christ not only died for you, he also lived for you. I want to say that again. Christ didn't only die for you, he also lived for you. He fulfilled the law 
and canceled the charges against us. Look at Colossians 2. If you notice, we're going to hit Colossians 2, 13, 14, and 15 today. That might be a, a, a good place to park if you've got a physical Bible. But the Bible says, having wiped out, amen, wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he took it out of the way and he nailed it to the cross. He nailed it to the cross. Brothers and sisters, you couldn't do the law. The law shows you your sin. The law charges you with what sin is. And the law shows you that you need a Savior. In fact, the Lord showed me that real clear. The law tells you what sin is. It shows you you're guilty of sin. And it also tells you that you need a Savior. Do you know that's the work of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit's the same way. So the law, the, the word of God and the Holy Spirit work together. But I'm telling you, the law could never empower you. It was cold. Listen, the law is cold, hard, and impersonal. And Paul even said, I was alive before the law, but then the law came and I died. In, in other words, uh, uh, when there is no law, nobody's guilty of anything. But then the law came and it showed us stuff. And then we're all sitting here trying to keep the law. And guys, let me tell you something else the law does. The Lord spoke this to me this morning. I'll tell you something else the law does. To people that try to be keepers of the law, it breeds, it, it breeds competition and it breeds arrogance and who's better then? Well... I see it in the church world. Well, I don't go have sex with people and drink drug and, 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 and that. But yet you got a tongue that's as long as the Missouri River and you destroy people with your tongue. But you walk around in your little bless me attitude thinking that you're all that and that you walk on ways because you don't drink, cuss, and smoke and have sex with people. And you carry your black Bible, I'm telling you, we better get some humility and understand that every person in this church, you will break hell wide open without Jesus Christ. I don't care how many laws you keep. I don't care how many good deeds you do. I don't care how you weigh that back and forth. And it determines if you're having a good day or a bad day by how well you're doing. Well, People that, 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 that live like that, they're up and down like a yo-yo. But when you get your eyes fixed on the grace and the love of God, that yo-yo will stop. And you're good every day. You're righteous every day. You're justified every day. And I'll tell you, when you get that on the inside, it'll start working out. He's a mighty God. Hey, I, this is, I was watching the news um, two months ago. And an attorney general was asked, some uh, deal, some newscast, I don't remember what it was, but they said, uh, th this guy served 30-some years in jail, and then through DNA and stuff, they found out he wasn't guilty. Can you imagine spending 30 years in prison, maximum security prison, and then find out you knew you didn't do it, but then find out that DNA came out, 
and they prove you didn't do it. They interviewed this attorney general. Listen to me real close. When I was looking at this guy, I thought, you pathetic person. But then I felt the Lord speak to me through it. They interviewed the attorney general that was asking and putting the man away 30 years. They said, do you feel bad? Do you, attorney general, do you feel bad? Do you care? Does it even bother you? Do you have any compassion for this man that spent 30 years for what he didn't do? He said, that's a silly question. You don't know me. I am a lawman. And I do my job very well. And if you knew that I was a lawman, you wouldn't even ask that question. I'm a lawman. I do not work with feelings or compassion. I set the standard and it does not change. And I worked within the law. And I worked within the facts that we had. I do not feel bad. When I watched that, I was like, you pathetic piece of, I'd like to whoop you. But then the Lord spoke to me. He said, that's what the law is. The law is, the law, I'm, grace is a person. The law is cold. It's impersonal. It don't care that you had good intentions. The law doesn't care that you didn't mean to. The law doesn't care that you didn't know or you had a little mess up. The law shows you your sin and shows you you're guilty of your sin and shows you that, that you have to be punished for your sin. Now, three things that hit you when you know what you are finally got you. Stay here. Three things. Accusations come. There's three places that accusations come, and they use the law. The law is written inside of our hearts, and we are given a conscience where we know good and evil. So if you know good and you're not doing it, you may be enjoying that sin for a season because Sin is fun for a season. And if it wasn't fun, you didn't sin right. Sin is fun for a season. But the payment or the wage for sin is higher than I want to pay. It'll take you further than you want to go. It'll take you farther than you intended to go. It'll suck you in. And it'll siphon everything out of you. And it'll leave you dead on a road where grace comes. But when this law is written in your heart, there's something inside of man and woman that you know you need to be punished. So some of you are punishing yourselves today. Some of you, hey guys, when we suffer, it's one of three things. You suffer because you made a bad choice. I remember the teenager coming. Pastor, I don't know how it happened, but my, my girlfriend's pregnant. 
How many of you know where that happened? All right, come on now. Do I have to explain that? But guys, we're compassionate. The law's not. But we're full of grace. We're compassionate. We can say, hey, you caused that. Some of you need, some of you suffer because of what you caused. In fact, if you're any kind of a person, you hurt more because of how you hurt others. You know, I used to pull in when I first started pastoring. I started pastoring when I was 19. Senior pastor. Preached every living thing I knew the first month. I used to, I used to pull into a Chrysler Dodge place. And I'd stick my head on that steering wheel and I would weep. And I'd say, God, I don't want to be a pastor. I don't like the pressure. Everybody's older than I am. They should know more than I do. You got me. I don't want to be a pastor. I'm, I'm, and I remember crying and saying, Lord, please don't let the church learn on my mistakes. And then that followed me into parenthood where I've wept and I've cried. Knowing that I haven't always parented the best in the world. To where I cry and I said, Lord, you know how many times I've went into my children while they're sleeping? How many times I went into my children while they were sleeping and I put my hands on them and I prayed for them. And I've watched them sleep. And I'm saying, God, just because I'm a horse's hiney sometimes and I don't know how to do things right. And I don't know why we're doing any, any I don't know how to parent don't let the kids suffer I'm telling you if you don't know how to parent stand up Larry and Gail if you don't know how to parent stand up Rachel stand up Derek and Rochelle Chad's up in the booth if you if you don't know how to parent talk to these guys after church because they're starting growing kids God's way at the first of the year how to raise your kids talk to these guys help yourself you guys can sit down thank you but brothers and sisters, the, the law is just so cold. It's so the, 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 the accusation, it comes from yourself. And then the other place that accusation comes from, listen, is the enemy. The enemy knows scripture very well. Did you know the devil knows scripture? He knows it very well. He'll come and say, well, the Bible says, and you did this. Ooh. The Bible says, you, you're a horrible sinner. In fact, I don't even know why you even go to church and do that hypocrisy. In fact, everybody at church, there isn't one person at church on rocks that's as bad as you are. You, you are so unholy. You are so, such a pathetic piece of poop. You are so unholy. I'll tell you what, how can you even go and sit with all those holy people I'll tell you what honey there ain't no one holy in here except under the blood of Jesus that's the only way we all make mistakes grace came to you the law is that attorney general the devil will come and accuse you you'll come and accuse yourself to me you're your word you're the hardest on yourself you'll come and accuse yourself and the other places the, the, the law, you know, shows you your sin. But here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. Mighty God, 
It says, taking all the handwriting of ordinances, which was against you. I, I meant to um, get a piece of wood and, and do this today, but I didn't have time and I didn't have a pickup. If anybody ever feels led, I'm a country boy that really needs a pickup. And, and I, 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 I like 1968 through 72 Chevys. That's completely refurbished, by the way. And has an air conditioner. Okay? I had one of those. Guys, I'm not kidding. I had a sweet cherry red. Built it up from the bottom because I was a welder and did that kind of stuff. And took this thing clear down to the bottom build it back up put new floorboards in rocker panels all that welded it all in fixed it took painted it new seats it looked it looked brand new well when i moved here from wyoming i i went on the internet and i was convinced you couldn't have because the emissions it didn't have all that cadillac converter stuff and i was like you guys aren't gonna let me drive my pickup out here so i let it go like for nothing i was like Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I was I was gonna I was gonna get a board. I, I wanted to do it on a cross, and I wanted to put one nail through it, through it from the back. And I just wanted to stick it out, and I just wanted to hold the board. And I just wanted to challenge all of you to take your bulletin. I remember I was sitting in Rick Warren's church one time, and he said, if you've got things in your life that really you suffer over, and you've never been able to talk, if you even just write it down, it's a big thing to even just write it down, just to write it down. But I want to encourage you today that Jesus took all the handwritings, all the lawlessness, all the charges that were against us. And for me, how many know it's a lot? Is it a lot for you? And he took them. Here's what the law did. He it put it on the cross. Did you know in the Old Testament, when somebody was losing their property and going bankrupt, they did the same thing. They took all the debt and all the promissory notes and all the offenses and they went to that home, and there was a nail, and they stuck it on the nail. But yet, a person could come and write their name on it who had good credit, and he could just go and put his name over it and say, I got this one covered. That's what it means, nailing the handwriting of ordinances was a, which was against you. Man, some of you are beating yourself up. I'm looking around, the Lord's showing me. Some of you are beating yourself up for past mistakes. Accusation, accusation. Some of you is on medication over it. You can't get over it. Some of you have people in your life that have hit you. Remember I told you there's three ways you suffer? Some yourself, some others do it to you. 
And sometimes you just suffer for going with the Lord. We'll talk about that in two weeks. But I want you to take whatever handwriting it is today. And I want you, when the praise team comes and begins to play, I ask them to really ramp it up because I'm really only about a third through this message. And it was supposed to come lead with a bang where we were jumping. But I guess this is where we wanted to set today. But uh, while they're playing, even if you don't feel like standing up, the way we end services at Church on the Rock is that's when we do our worship time. Instead of at the front, we do it at the end. So I'd ask everybody to stay in your seats for two or three songs as the musicians play. If you want to sit down, if you want to stand up, here's all I ask is if you're not coming forward praying, be praising. Will you praise today? Will you sing these songs? But yet, what I'm going to do is the, there's two black speakers up here. If you write down the handwriting against you, and you write those things down, if you'll fold it and put it on one of these speakers, here's what I'll promise you. No one will read them, including me. We will, nobody will read it. Nobody. So if you want to write, I'm addicted to pornography, write it. I, I will pick them up as soon as this is over. And trust me, I will take them up to my, I've got a shredder in my office. I will take them up and shred them. I will not look at them. I, that's how much I believe in writing it down. And then maybe find a place to kneel and pray. Or find a place in your seat. But I want you to know we have a mighty God. A mighty God who saves. Who cancels your sin nature. Who fulfilled the law for you. Who covers you. And he came to you. So we're going to have that kind of an altar call, but then we're also going to have our prayer team, they'll be like facing, if you need prayer over a relationship, if you need prayer over a financial situation, if you're a business and you need some, some, some work in your business, don't sit in your seat, come and get agreement and prayer. If, if, if you have a, a, a marital problem, anything, if somebody's sick, we have people ready to pray for you and they'll be standing up kind of facing you and they're going to be praising if they're not praying but you don't have to go to them you can find a place alone but I encourage you to do those two things as we enter into worship to write it down and I'll tell you what is Carmen here today in here or she she's down where's Amy today she just went out. Amy's right there. Is that Amy right there? Josh, is they? Oh, that's her sister. <laughs> okay, she, you look like Amy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me tell how, you how can, in control. You know who, I, Denise, I want you and Rachel to help me today right here. If you come and lay something, if you're a woman, I want Denise and Rachel on this side and myself. 
Mike Serino, we're going to be right here. Well, we're just going to pray with you. You don't even have to tell us what it is. But we're just going to agree with you that whatever you laid down, that you're not going to have guilt anymore. And that God's changing you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I ask that your Holy Spirit fill the house. Lord, I ask that your Holy Spirit do what only you can do. Lord, I pray that people that may have come today and said, man, I've never seen church like this. This is the way I think God wants church to be. Where you don't just do an activity, but you engage in something that changes you for the future. Let me just tell you how much God wants to speak to you today. I met somebody today that I never met. And when I touched their hands, the hands were warm. And I said, you're the only hands that I've touched today that are warm. And I felt led to say that. And this person said to me, she said, that's really strange. Because I've been in a car that's cold with no heat. I didn't quite understand all that. But the car, she's in a cold car. There shouldn't be that way. But I said, you know what, there's a reason God had me say that to you. What do you think it is? The person looked at me with tears in their eyes. And she said, it's God telling me that's going to be all right. And that he's got you and I'm one. He's speaking like that today. He's speaking to people individually. With every head bowed and eyes closed. If God is dealing with you and saying, man, I don't want you to beat yourself up anymore. I don't want you to suffer anymore. I, these people that have caused suffering, however that's coming, I don't want that to happen anymore. I want you to see that you're free. I covered you. You that are struggling with addiction problems and you that are struggling through life and, and, and you feel like you just can't win and you can't break through, Jesus can break through. And he'll put inside you his nature today. With every head bowed and eyes closed, if you're here to say, I've never asked Jesus into my heart to where the old nature died and his spirit and new nature has never came in me. Would you raise your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to ask Jesus in my heart today. I want that new nature. I want his spirit to come in me. Would you lift your hand up? I'm going to pray with you. I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. Anybody else? Father, in the name of Jesus, the two that lifted their hands, Lord, I pray right now that you would remove a heart of stone and right now that you would put a heart of flesh inside of them. Holy Spirit, I pray supernaturally that you right now would blow your spirit inside of them to where they hear a new voice saying, I got a new daddy, I have a new father, I have a new nature, I have a new beginning. Right now, I pray for a born-again experience. I pray that that which is born of the flesh is flesh. I pray that people be born of the spirit. These two that raise their hands, I pray they're born of the spirit right now. And you that raised your hand, something supernatural just happened to you. And I want you to just simply say, I accept you. I receive your grace. I receive your mercy. I receive that help. And I confess you as my Lord today. We hope this message connected with you. 
To get more information about Church on the Rock, check out our website at www.cotrag.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Have a blessed day.